Hello, you're listening, you are listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM. Can you like a photo? I know well that it exists, but it is just kakakrom geregeld. Belasting! You are listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. That was the song called The Lasting Danced by the band, by the, by the punk rock band from Amsterdam uh, called uh, Hang Youth. Uh, this was from their sixth album called Alles Mood Bater, uh, released in 2020. And interesting fun fact, <laughs> this, 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 this band they released four albums within one month in 2015 and they shot up to fame and yeah it is it is a beautiful song in fact you um if, if you're wondering why why this song was chosen um i had to choose a song for the topic today which is the collective as a self-interest during times of crisis uh hosted and presented by the european careers agency and blue and yellow blog and i googled what what, what is self-interest uh, translate to and turns out it no well, Google said it's uh self belasting and the first thing I thought thought about was belasting deans which is um which is a collective collective thing um in certain ways and also in many ways I feel that a lot of our audience might not be very politically engaged but I think Belasting Deans is one of those uh, one of those collective organizations where we don't really have a choice. Um <laughs> and I mean for whatever reason uh <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think I think we are we're gonna get get on with the show uh, in the studio with us joining us today. Our reps from the ECA. Can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hello. I am Lucrezia. I'm from Italy, and I'm currently finishing my bachelor in European Law, a master university. And uh, within the blue and yellow, I am a writer for the blog. Uh, I'm Ari. I'm uh, from Estonia. I'm also doing my bachelor's in European law. And uh, I'm also a member of the Blue and Yellow blog as a writer. Hi, my name is Elisa. I'm also studying European law here in Maastricht. I come from Poland and I am the editress and head of the Blue and Yellow blog, which is part of the European Careers Association Maastricht. So ECA Maastricht, our association, is a non-profit organization which unites students aspiring for a career within the EU institutions, the Council of Europe, or related NGOs and private sector companies. And the Blue and Yellow blog, which I'm the head of, is a blog for students, by students, which provides information on the newest EU initiatives, legislation, current hot topics of the European Union, and gives some career insights as well as interviews with young professionals. 
So today, me and my fellow colleagues, Ari and Lucrezia from the blog, will talk about a very interesting topic today. Ari, will you introduce us to the topic? Yes, of course. So today our topic of discussion is uh, self-interest versus collective interest during times of crisis. And uh, I'm sure that the notion of crisis is very familiar to us as in the past two years we've seen a lot of crises. We've had the climate crisis, energy crisis, we've had the pandemic, and currently there's a military crisis in Ukraine. Uh, we could define crisis as a, any event or period that will lead uh, to an unstable and dangerous situation affecting a large group uh, of people. Um, and crisis can cause lots of social dilemmas. So uh, uh, in, we're going to talk about um, the responsibility that states put on individuals. And then uh, we're also going to touch upon the topic of the individual aspects uh, of a crisis and how self-interest has a role in it. And then uh, in the end, we will sort of summarize this and uh, give some uh, observations for the future. Perfect. Thank you very much. So stay tuned with us for this, this very interesting discussion and see you in the next section. Now we're going to go for another song.
Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM live from Banka Studios in Maastricht and that was the song Is This The World We Created by Queen from their 11th studio album The Works in released in 1984 you are listening to the collective versus self-interest during times of crisis by the European careers Association. Association. I think I, I made a mistake earlier, but thank you so much, Elisa, for correcting me. No problem. And I think we get on with the show. Yes, thank you very much. So now we will focus on the responsibility that the states put on the citizens. So we're going to discuss a bit what are the duties of a citizen during times of crisis. We are going to compare the collectivity versus self-interest and also talk about civil liberties versus civil duties. I know that these terms may sound a bit not understandable to you now so let Lucrezia introduce you to them and make them understandable and unravel all the difficulties that are in this topic Lucrezia yeah so uh, first of all I want to to point out why did we decide to talk about crisis so uh, why is it important to talk about that so societies continuously go through a period of crisis and we've seen as Ari was saying before uh, like even now we're going through a lot of crisis and uh, we think that it's really important to tackle the problem also for a more anthropological perspective which is indeed what we will do so uh, we're gonna talk about the individual and the collective interests and starting from the collective interests uh, if we take for example uh, the the coronavirus pandemic um, like we've seen all around the world uh, the most countries have taken restrictive measures and called on their population to adopt uh, to adopt social distancing behaviors to contain the spread of COVID-19. And these measures were adopted by governments in order to ensure the collective good, which was indeed uh, the, like reducing the spread of the virus. And this ultimately, if we actually think about it, uh, is of benefit for each individual. So again, let, let's not consider those two terms are, as two separate things because collectivity is made of single individuals. And yeah, like we, we could also think about the notion of collective resilience whenever uh, we consider crisis from a collective, uh, collective standpoint. And what is collective resilience? So is, is a concept uh, that is understood as the links that hold people together. So uh, the social bonds that facilitate recovery and coping mechanisms by providing support to those with similar experiences. And obviously this notion is of like uh, central, it's extremely important when we talk about crisis. And we've seen that uh, during the COVID pandemic. And indeed, 
this notion of collective resilience can explain why during the pandemic we've seen uh, thousands of people uh, that were going to do self-quarantine self -quarantine after traveling uh, or like after traveling uh, around the world or after being in contact with someone infected even if they were not requested to do so. So obviously this connects to the idea of responsibility. So a sense of responsibility that we all have towards the community. And the idea behind it is that we are in here together. Yes, and I think that's uh, quite a perfect leeway into this sense of uh, civil liberties versus uh, civic duties. So civil liberties, um, they are rights that are inherent in a person. They're constitutionally protected. And uh, during crisis, it may become hard to handle civil liberties with uh, care uh, because there are more pressing issues uh, that you know states, governments need to deal with. Uh, and sometimes civil liberties can be breached. Uh, you know, we've seen that um, during the COVID pandemic, uh, people had to stay inside. There was not a lot of freedom of assembly. And uh, some people feel that, you know, this severely breached their civil liberties. But then we also have the notion of uh, civic duties, which are basically the responsibility of citizens and uh, their responsibility to the state, basically. And uh, it gives a lot of uh, the citizens a lot of agency to shape the way forward during a crisis, uh, depending on how they act. So, for example, uh, a civic duty could, we could argue that a civic duty w would be one to get vaccinated. So, you know, that is for the collective good, which is public health. But then a civil liberty might be a person's choice not to do that. So we can see that these two concepts are always contrasting each other. Um, Lucrezia, what do you think? Do civil liberties imply civil duties? Yeah, so uh, I think that your argument is really important to like whenever we're talking about the stopping, trying to understand how to balance the interests because indeed like, uh, as you said, every individual has some uh, civil liberties and duties, uh, and they can contrast one another. Um, and that's why it's extremely important to be able to make a balance within the two, and it's actually what we have. Uh, usually, uh, it's not obviously possible to completely um, oblige someone to not stay outside, uh, like the freedom of assembly, as you were saying, if there are not proportional reasons behind it um, and yeah so uh, that on the like also it's also important for uh, individuals to recognize the fact that they have duties towards other people because I was saying to uh, before we are in here together like in society in general including also period of crisis and therefore like having this selfish attitude of well, I, I want to do what I want. So uh, just focusing on the liberties and not the duties is not really fair towards other people. Yeah, I completely agree with what has been said. But do you think there is one good recipe for finding this balance between civil liberties or civil duties? Because sometimes, especially in 
pandemic crisis that was an unprecedented situation, I think when humanity is faced with such crises that are not known and we don't have any tools to find this balance, do you think there is one good way or do we have to constantly search and see it on like case by case basis? So uh, I think because after we're going to focus about the individual's interest. So uh, and after that, in the moment that we're going to have uh, kind of a basis for both point of view, uh, we're going to try to discuss how to compromise, how to find a balance. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. That's really interesting. I hope everyone learned something in this section. Now we can look forward to the last one to actually see is there any one good recipe for this? I think that's really important and interesting in the current world that we're living in that can surprise us every day. Um, so now we will move on to the individual perspective in our next section. But before that, let's enjoy a nice song together. <laughs>
to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM and that was the song Bulletproof by the English synth-pop, uh, synth-pop band um, La Rue. This is from their debut album, also by the name La Rue. And back to the topic of collective versus self-interest during times of crisis, uh, Elisa. Thank you very much. So now actually we're gonna discuss the individual's perspective on this whole topic of self versus collective good during times of crisis. So we're gonna talk about individual's responsibility towards the states and whether citizens sacrifice themselves in favor of the collective interests in times of crisis. Because we talked about how we are all individuals within a big society, but it all sounds very nice when there are no problems or no issues, but what about when there is actually a situation that threatens us, do we tend to sacrifice our own interest in order for community good or not? So let's see what Lucrezia and Ari have to say about this. Yeah, so uh, thinking again the example of the COVID pandemic, uh, before we we talked about the situation where people, uh, individuals were trying to act in a way to benefit uh the the whole society but let's see now the other side of the coin so we we saw a lot of um a lot of people uh clearing out supermarkets for basic essentials like toilet paper and other stuff um and this goes in contrast to what i said before about we are in here together because actually this seems like no one will protect me i i have to protect myself by myself so what what do you think ari about that i think when it comes down to a crisis situation people they go into survival mode and they they basically put their interest first because um that's just human nature uh, so there could be like a sense of a rejection of the collective good uh, in certain individuals. Uh, for example, you know, again, going back to the COVID crisis, some people rejected this civil duty to get vaccinated or stay inside and uh, thereby also rejected the collective interest of public health. Or another example we can see uh, is when an economic crisis hits a country, the rich find it easier to leave and prioritize their self-interest over the community. Um, I think this is also named like selfish gene theory that individuals want to may pursue a irrational strategy to cooperate if it benefits the survival of their genes. So, yeah, yeah. that's definitely true. And I would like to use this situation that we're here each of us from different country to kind of compare how it happened with the COVID crisis. So actually how much of like, let's take the example of buying the toilet paper or pasta from the stores. How much of this did you see in your own countries? So in Italy and Estonia, did people actually buy out toilet paper from your local shops? Oh my God, yes, <laughs> I was full. Uh, it was an absurd situation. So you could see outside the supermarkets. I mean, we also had really strict measures. So outside the supermarket, you had a really long queue everywhere. Mm. And I mean, I was not in Italy during the pandemic, but my family was there and they told me how was it. And I also saw the news. Like 
literally everyone, as you said, pasta and toilet paper. Yeah. How was it for you, Ari? Actually, in Estonia, I did not notice that there was <laughs> such a big, you know, toilet paper drama. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we, you know, we went to the store for essentials, but... Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Nobody was having a breakdown over toilet paper. Wow. Yeah, you know, I, I also think that maybe it could be because, uh, in particular, in, in Italy at the beginning, uh, he, he w- it was really strong, like all the crisis over, the, yeah, uh, over COVID. So everyone was panicking. We didn't know how to react. And uh, I think like our countries also reacted to a, like a different degree to the pandemic. Like... Um, I'm pretty sure in my country, like, we were very late to even, like, adopt masks or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas in some countries, you know, when the pandemic started, they were, like, full lockdown right now. And... Yeah. Yeah, because as you said, like, uh, because you talked about how, like, we have the sense of self-preservation, and which is natural. Uh, But, like, here we can see how two countries reacted in a different way over the same matter. So I think it's also... Uh, not only the like two countries reacted, but also how people reacted. So I really think that it depends on how it's filtered. Um, so how the state filters the situation and then it goes and affect people in different ways. Yeah, precisely. Uh, but touching again upon this uh, individualism, uh, people actually do tend to act the uh, collectively even when a crisis hits so they go into like a mass hysteria or mass panic uh, and they see they look at what everybody else is doing if everybody else is panic panic buying from grocery stores then uh, you know they go into this survival mode and they do the same because you don't want to miss out on your self-preservation yeah yeah and also you know uh, because here we're talking about individuals uh, that's the main uh, like conversation, so individuals and the state. But this feeling of selfishness, I think that doesn't exist only among individuals vis-a-vis the state, but also a state vis-a-vis other states. So whenever we have a crisis, obviously we focus more, like states focus more on protecting their people, their government, etc. And this seems like a, a real, realist approach of like how the words function. So uh, it's me, like me as a state against other states and one win and the other will lose. Yeah, that's a really interesting take on the discussion because up until now we discussed self as individual and collective as, for example, the collective nation. But if we look at self as one country and collective as the whole world, then the discussion changes significantly and goes on a way more political level. So... Thank you very much for all these intakes. Now we're gonna <clears throat> listen to another beautiful song that may, that is a horrible comparison, but let me make it, that may depict the situation when people bought out the toilet paper from the stores. I want it all. <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest comparisons <laughs> ever, but, but I think it's, it's a really good pick. Let's, uh, let's go for it. it. <laughs> Screaming! 
Volume indeed. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. Thanks, Noel, for that awesome jingle. <laughs> <laughs> you just listened to the song I Want It Hold by the band Queen, originally written by Brian May and performed with Freddie Mercury um, from their 13th studio album, The Miracle, uh, in 1989. You're listening to the topic of discussion today, the collective versus self-interest during times of crisis. And I think we're going to move on with the uh, with the show. Yes, thank you very much. So now I think it's actually the most Im- important and at least interesting part for me. Um, we're going to a bit summarize, but also discuss and compare what we discussed in the previous sections. So how does it all relate together? How to balance the collective and self-interest and whether that is even possible? So let's go and let's see how this all turns out yeah so uh i think we already kind of introduced it uh before like at the beginning uh so the the most important thing to do is to like to try and to find a middle ground that balances the interest of the self and of the collective so the the question uh that then we can ask each other is how do we make this balance right uh because Again, obviously, our example here is is always the COVID pandemic. So I'm gonna take mm-hmm. that again. Um, it's it's important, and we've seen that it was important for individuals, uh, as in every type of crisis, to obviously um, think about themselves first. But this doesn't mean uh, that the collective good should not be considered at all. And Harry, how do you think that like it could be a way to make this balance between the two? Um, I feel like when if we want to make a balance, we really need to consider uh, like the severity of the crisis as well. Because, um, well, if you have a pandemic, yes, you need to like uh, you know stay inside, get vaccinated, you know, keep away from people who are infected. But if it's like a more severe crisis where you know you're fighting for food or just to survive um, the balance of self-interest is like much higher whereas in the pandemic it's like it's quite easy to do good for the collective interest because it did not take much effort yeah and you know like uh, I think like to to give a reason about why shall we care about the collectivity because in the end let's say we are really selfish and we just care about ourselves we would ask ourselves why do i care about others uh and i want to um bring up um something that aristotle said and i'm gonna quote so man is by nature a social animal an individual who uh, is unsocial naturally and not accidentally is either beneath our notice or more than human. Society is something that precedes the individual. And so I, I think that if we, if we like use this, uh, this consideration as a starting point, uh, we cannot negate the importance of collective good because if we were to only think about ourselves, then society wouldn't exist. And if society wouldn't exist, we wouldn't be able to provide for ourselves. 
And that's why I I think that questioning uh, ourselves on how uh, to act ethically is extremely important. And so like caring about other people. Um, there's also a saying that I read. Uh, uh, it goes that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. It sounds a little bit cheesy, but I think <laughs> it really ties in well to this uh, topic because uh, you know citizens are encouraged to depend on each other during crisis because it usually takes collective effort to get through the crisis, whereas individual effort for your self-interest can help you in the short term. But really, to get through it, you need you need a community and you need to like all trust each other and trust the common good yeah and also just to point that out again uh the the collectivity is made of individuals so if you try to pursue the collective good in the end you're also protecting the self-interest so no reason why not doing that yes i completely agree and i think the biggest takeaway that we should take from now is that the collective is indeed built up out of individuals and this also ties kind of interestingly to the course I'm taking now in the university, legal philosophy, I didn't think it would come up now, but we actually discussed that how a society is formed that, and that there are some underlying truths or underlying morals of society. And even if there are so many different societies in the world, there are some truths or some morals that are common to them. So for example, don't kill your fellow people in your society, because then it would be just individuals fighting for their life and there would be no society and no collective at all. So even if we think about our own good, our own best, then we also, if we wanna do it, then we should also think out for other people. And I think we will end this section now at this and move on to another song now. It's not the waking, it's the light. The grounding of a foot uncompromising It's not for going of the light It's not the opening of eyes It's not the waking, it's the rise It's not the shade we should be past It's the light and it's the obstacle that casts it It's the heat that drives the light It's the fire it ignites It's not the It's not the song, it is the sea
that was Nina Cried Power by the Irish singer Andrew John Hosier Byrne, also known as Hosier, from his second album, Wasteland Baby. This song features the gospel singer Mavis Staples, released in 2018. You're listening to, to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM, uh, live, from this, live from the Bunker Studios in Maastricht. And today we are, we are discussing the topic of the collective versus self-interest during times of crisis. Uh, Eliza? Thank you. Yes, so actually we're slowly approaching the end of our discussion. What was most important was already said, but since the discussion was a bit long and also a bit detailed for someone that is not <coughs> um, someone that is not that is not into the topic or that is not familiar with it, then for you we're gonna repeat the most important points and then summarize it nice and short. Lucrezia, can you do that for us? Yeah, sure. Uh, so. Yeah, as, as you said, to summarize it shortly, what, what did we talk about? Talk about collective interest and self-interest in times of crisis, taking the COVID pandemic as the main example. And we first went through the responsibility that states put on citizens. And we, we talked about collective resilience, the sense of responsibility that uh, towards the community that people have then the conflict between civil liberties and civil duties, how to balance the two. Um, and then we move to uh, what's the individual's responsibility to towards state. And uh, here we talked about the sense of self-preservation, uh, that it's natural, uh, like in individuals. Uh, and we also shifted the conversation, not only talking about individuals uh, against other individuals, uh, but also like states. Um, so, and like this would open all, all another conversation about nationalism, etc. And then we made some final observations about how do how do we make this balance uh, between the collective good and the self-interest, and why also it's important to to talk about that. And uh, yeah, Ari, um, she uh, she mentioned a beautiful quote uh, on how it's better to go together, um, and also mentioning Aristotle, uh, it's uh, it's fundamental for us to build a society and therefore to pursue the collective good. Uh, this was just uh, an introduction of the topic. Obviously, uh, there could be a really uh, long discussion about it, but we hope that it was of interest for you. Thank you, Lucrezia. Yes, indeed, I feel like we could talk hours and hours about this, especially since we have so many examples of crisis that happened to our world that we could compare it to every single one. But of course, the biggest one that comes to mind is the COVID crisis. Um, so thank you very much all for coming here. Now I'm going to introduce you some cultural agenda of the European Courage Association Maastricht and of our Blue and Yellow blog. <clears throat> so firstly, you can check our blog on the website ecamaastricht.org slash blue and yellow. And you can check our amazing articles. Also articles from the new members that recently joined our team. So make sure to check us out on the website. And moreover, next Monday, on the 25th April, we have a very interesting event with consultancy ADS Insight um, at 6.30 in the Fistzal in the Law Faculty. And this, is, um, this event is part of the European Year of Youth. Therefore, it is open to everybody. So also to non-members of ECA, so you don't even have to sign up. You can just register and find the link on our website. 
or on the Facebook event and you just come and enjoy the event. So remember ADS Insight, Monday, 6.30, Law Faculty. And lastly, tune in again to listen to us on 4th May in two weeks um, at 6 p.m. if you want to listen to me again and my other friends from ECA, Jean and Nicodem, who I also talked with last time when we were here. And because 4th May is very close to 9th May, which is Europe Day, we're going to talk about what it means to be European, what rights do we have as Europeans and what benefits we have from that. So it's going to be a little celebration of the Europe Day that happens on the 9th May. Thank you very much, uh, Elisa. That was a really, um, really, uh, re- really, really, really curious and interesting topic. Something uh, I've been wondering as well. And of course, like you mentioned, lots of questions. And indeed, next time we meet each other, this a very interesting uh, discussion coming up. Uh, like I said, we are nearing the end of the show. And what a show it was. Uh, I got to learn a lot. I hope our audience do. We've got just about enough time to announce um, some of the cultural agenda in town. So, on the 23rd of March, the Free Palestine Maastricht organization is organizing a protest at 2 p.m. on the Stationsplein. This is organized along with um, several organizations, including the uh, BLM Maastricht, uh, Revolutionary Verband, uh, Feminists of Maastricht, Plantain Olive Poem, Fridays for Future, Extinction Rebellion Maastricht, uh, BDM Netherlands, uh, Maastricht Kahnhead and Socialisten Limburg. Apart from that, there is uh, two events happening tomorrow at the Landbau Belang. If you don't know, this is this um, super big building next to the river. Um, one of the events is called Art and Poetry Couch Session at the Keldertje, which is on the riverside from 7 p.m. until until 12 at night. And another event being organized by students of the UCM uh, music group uh, in the in the big hall, if I'm correct, of the Lanbo Belong. So, yeah, very much uh, looking forward to to what the students uh, have to offer. And yes, please come and enjoy the art session as well if you if you're uh, interested in that. And as always, thank you very much, RTV Maastricht and Banka Studios for helping us host this episode. And of course, last but not least, Dennis, uh, thank you very much for helping us with the introduction jingle and the loop music you're hearing right now in the background. We will be slipping into the last song. Uh, This one is called We Are The World. I think you might already um, be familiar with the song. It's a pretty popular song um, uh, by USA for Africa. And this was... um, yeah, originally recorded in 1985, written by Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie, produced by Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson for the album We Are The World. Enjoy! <laughs> 